Hey everyone, so sorry for that. I, <laughs> you guys know about my computer and yeah. Um, I have a very sensitive um, plug-in over here for the camera. And if I hit it, if I so much as move anything a certain way, sometimes it knocks the camera out of kilter out completely, which is what it did. And then I had tried to disconnect myself off the system um, while we were running the intro and it completely threw me out. So I had to like go out and come back in. So that's the end of that. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host. It's another blooper for my life to go through. Things like that don't normally happen, but once in a while, you know, it does happen. But welcome to the show. Um, I'm going to be your host for the next hour, as long as the camera stays put. And I got a great show for you tonight. All right. I've been a ghost hunter for almost 30 years. I think 25 years, somewhere around there. And I've seen a lot of stuff. I really have. And I've seen what I think is demonic activity a couple of times. Maybe more than that. I mean, I've, I've come home where I've had scratches on my body and things like that. And um, I've also had stuff follow me home from a suspected demonic haunting. So, you know, I'm not the haunting, but from a demonic thing. And um, so I, I've seen a lot. We've, we've attended a couple uh, that we felt were demonic. But I wasn't prepared for what I heard the other night. My, my guest, see if I say it right, Daddy Fergolti, has taken has worked on more than 100 de demonic cases. He's also recorded several demonic voices. And I have a little thing to add to that, too. I mean, when I initially emailed him, I was listening last Saturday night when he did this other show. And that's what I get for messing with it. And um, one of the voices matched a voice that I picked up at a residence here in Sacramento almost 20 years ago. I hadn't heard that voice in almost 20 years. I used to take it with me to the conference, to, to when I did conferences and stuff, to show people because nobody would believe it, right? And when I heard this voice that came over, I wasn't prepared for it because, you know, you have to be grounded for this stuff. You have to be prepared for this stuff or it will affect you. It could come through the radio like this, you know, those things you're listening to can reach through without you realizing it. And I ended up, I was down for four days, exhausted not feeling well and you know like i had the like i had this massive flu and i knew what it was because i had been prepared for it tonight i'm prepared for it that's why on the beginning or when you look at the description of this show tonight i have put a warning out for people that are going to be watching this to prepare yourself to ground yourself okay um that's all i can tell you is grounding easy way to ground i don't know if this gentleman believes in it but i'm going to tell you how i know to ground Okay. I want you to create a bubble around yourself. You know, if you, if you feel like this might affect you, create a bubble around yourself by bringing your hands together to where you feel, see if I can bring this up, attention. Okay. Imagine that is a white light, a very, very white light. Now that white light is your protection light. Okay. So what I want you to do is slowly spread that light out around you. All right. And you can fill the whole room up. Nothing can penetrate that light, okay? Think in your head, nothing can penetrate that light. I'm just doing this because sometimes this stuff can happen. That's why when you're watching this stuff on TV and it all looks fun and games until you realize there's stuff going on in your house that wasn't going on before, all right? 
So I just want you to do that and be aware that we're going to be listening to some interesting voices mid-show. And I just want you to know. Anyway, moving on. If you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see tonight, please be free to follow if you haven't done so already. If you're watching from YouTube, same thing. If you haven't subscribed already and you like what you see tonight, please be free to subscribe because I have more than 600 videos sitting over at YouTube and I'm categorizing them so you can find everything easier. If you want to look at, you know, if you want to look into ghosts and hauntings and demonic stuff, there's categories for that over there on YouTube. So you can just click on the, you know, click on those folders and get in. Okay. So um, I, I just want to put a quick warning out there for you guys. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. Cause things do happen. Unknown things happen and all that. Anyway, let's get into the, the, the interview because this is going to be a fascinating interview. And I'm just looking forward to talking to this gentleman so badly. And I feel bad about the beginning. So here we go. No volume yet. No. Yeah, we got you. So bad about the beginning. I mean, I feel so bad about it. The stupid camera. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but you dealing with demonic stuff, you should. You must be used to stuff like that going on, even with these shows. You know, yeah, it's happened a few want, times. Yeah. Something just doesn't want the show to go off. You know, to 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 to, to be done. You know. So tell me about you, sir. Well, uh, this is a, a ministry of dealing with casting out demons. I didn't like think about having growing up. I didn't ask for it when I became a Christian in January 1974. But something unusual happened when I was between the age of five and six. I had a dream. This time the family was attending a Catholic church. And this is back in the 50s. We heard the mass in Latin. So we didn't know anything. And in the dream, I'm screaming and yelling wildly my mom awakens me she says danny danny what's going on i says mom i'm in a big dirt field surrounded by a wall of fire and it's so high i can't get out in the middle of the field there's this ugly creature and he's tearing at me and gripping me so i'm going to get you and he says i'm the devil and she goes oh my god no <laughs> i never heard the word devil we didn't hear that growing up in the catholic church you know that type of thing right and um anyway uh, time went on. It'd be more than 20 years before anything unusual would happen in my life. And then uh, in January of 1974, I decided to become a Christian. And um, in December, I think it was the 26th of 1973, the movie The Exorcist was released. Oh, yeah, that was my <laughs> so, Yeah, I saw that one uh, within six months after it was released, and it terrified me. Me too. You know, I saw in the afternoon. I was smart enough not to go at nighttime and come home. <laughs> I think I, that's what started my paranoia about sleeping with the lights off. I do because I used to, I just couldn't handle it after that. Even yeah, it, it, but it captivated my attention because I was very ignorant. Growing up, I hadn't heard any of the doctrinal beliefs, which you'd call the original Christian church. And so I prayed about some of those. I also said, you know, what? I wonder if this stuff about Satan and demon activity is real. I never had a friend who professed to be a witch growing up. And this is after, you know, going through K through 12, going through six years of college, meeting a lot of people, a lot of situations. So it was unusual. And um, so I saw the movie and I started reading the Bible, learning a little bit about it, talking to people. And they were saying, yeah, that stuff is real, but you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you're not going to encounter it at all. You know, it's just something that's way out there in the country, like we're in the city limits and it stays there. Well, one night, uh, friends and I decided to go to a taco place about 10 o'clock. 
I think it was a Saturday night and we walk in there and it's really crowded and it's noisy. And my friend with me is a Mormon. We walk up to the counter and this guy yells out in the midst of the crowd, Hey, you guys, you go to Fresno state. And I went, well, I just graduated. He does. He's, I know that. And he says, are you a Christian or a Mormon? And I'm going, Whoa. I said, he's a Mormon. I'm a Christian. He says, I want to talk to you. I says, just be quiet. I'll be over there in a minute. <laughs> anyway, we talked, had some food. And um, I said, you know, I'm going to take Paul and I, Jeff was with me back to the house and drop him off. He said, can I come? And I says, don't you have a, a car? He says, no, a friend dropped me off. I said, okay. So we drove him back there and uh, Paul gets out of the uh, car and Jeff is still kind of drunk. So he's just giggling and laughing. He didn't know what's going on. And um, Paul looks at me. He says, Danny, I've been ripped on acid. I've been on all kinds of marijuana. I've been on other hallucinogenics, but I've never been so frightened in my life. He says, there's something weird about that guy. So anyway, I um, took him home to his, where he was staying with his uncle in Clovis out in the country. And I thought, this is weird. And so we get up to this old wild two-story farmhouse. It's just bizarre, like you'd see in the scary movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, open the door and it starts shaking in my hand. I let go of it. It keeps shaking. <clears throat> he thought does that all the time. We go in and sit down. And I said, have you ever thought, wow, why I'm even out here with you i don't hardly know you he says yeah you're scared i know you're scared and i went okay we sat at the table and we began to talk and uh i was cold this was summertime mm -hmm. but i was cold that's common with demon activity at right. times and uh, his cousin comes down from the um, second story he says hey john have you told danny about that room upstairs where he can't go at nighttime he says what do you mean i says oh no you don't go up there <laughs> there's something there you don't want to be around i went oh no so time went on we're talking this guy said well you know i just came from san antonio texas i was working with my uncle who's a pastor in deliverance we were dealing with lots of demons but i got so frightened i froze in one and so my uncle said you better leave and then he looks at me and he leans across the table and he says but you know you can't outrun the demons and i went oh no they're here with him <laughs> so it gets a little more bizarre all of a sudden birds start pounding on the outside window panes Kind of like in the Alfred Hitchcock movie, the three, you know, they're just mm -hmm. smashing their way trying to get in. And uh, he says, you feel it. You feel the evil, don't you? You got to pray. You got to pray. So I bowed my head and I prayed silently. When I looked up, his head was thrown back. A different voice came out of him. And around his head was a gray and yellow mist. And I went, oh, no. And so I started talking about Jesus and it went away. And I said, hey, John, you know, I'm doing a study on the deity of Christ. Could you help me maybe with a scripture? He reaches right across the table. He looks in my eyes. He puts his finger in the Bible and he flips one time. He says, there's your answer. And he turned right to John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word Jesus was God. And I'm going, this is strange. This guy's filled with evil, but yet he recognizes the deity, you know, the son of God. I says, you know what? I got tennis engagement in the morning. I got to get home. I says, thanks for the conversation. I go to the back door, I open it, I just keep shaking in my hands. I mean, it will not stop. I was so happy to get out of that car. So I go home and then um, I begin to study a little more and I talk to friends. And suddenly about a year later, I'm in the Fresno Bible House, which no longer exists. And I'm talking to a traveling evangelist from Michigan. I say, Reg, what's going on? Where are you going after uh, Fresno area? You're going to all these campuses across the US. He said, I'll just see where the Lord leads me. And he began to talk to me about the anointing. I said, what's that? He says, what's a special power from the Holy Spirit comes upon people for certain things to do at certain times. 
And I started feeling uneasy. And he looked at me and smiled. He says, we'll talk later. So I went home and I just wanted to pray. And I was in my uh, apartment. Suddenly I realized my spirit soul are taken out of my body. And there's a person holding onto my right arm firmly, but not painfully. And I'm being escorted down through the center of the earth. And in my thoughts, I go, where are we going? He says, you will see. And I wasn't frightened, but I just felt uneasy. This, it was so real going through all the layers of rock. Suddenly we drop into this huge dome area below. I hear screaming. I see a huge dark lake out there with flames of fire for the light. And I'm put on a ledge right there to look out there. I see all kinds of people screaming, men and women. Some of them want help. Some want to pull me in. And in my thoughts again, I said, God, why did you show me this? I mean, it talks about stuff like this in the Bible. I know that it's real. And these are the words that I heard. I'm sending you to help people so they will not end up here. And I had no idea that a majority of my work would be with those who'd come under demon possession or had their houses just loaded with demon activity. I thought it might be just basic stuff. You know, you share the gospel. You're familiar with that. People talk right. about Jesus. Right, right, right. So anyway, uh, time went on. And then suddenly about a year later, I get a call from my mom. She says, Danny, I think your cousin's daughter's demon possessed. I says, wait, 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 mom, demon possessed. She says, yeah. She sticks pins in the baby in the crib, makes a cry in its feet. It bleeds, spits on a picture of Jesus in the hallway constantly. And at nighttime, she sleeps with a light on. She's afraid her window is closed, but her curtains are blowing as if a fan breeze was blowing them. Wow. <clears throat> I went, Ooh, okay. So I thought, all right, let me call uh, another relative who has a little bit of experience in this area in the same town. So I got together with him. Um, I had a dream. I'd not seen this girl before, said she was maybe like kindergarten age. So I didn't know what she looked like. And in the dream, um, I'm talking to her about Jesus and getting rid of the demon activity. Her mother was very active in witchcraft. That's, I won't say anymore. So that probably was a, let's say a strand that got her into it. Anyway, um, as I'm talking to her and I lean over in the dream, um, I was wearing a chain with a fish, the ick fish, you know, that symbol that a lot of Christians wear. Mm -hmm. And when it came out and she could see it, the pupils in her eyes, she had blue eyes, went completely dark uh, in the iris, just black eyes. Her throat bloated like this, her cheeks bloated. And I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And it exploded like a <clears throat> tremendous pressure. So a few days later, uh, my friend from uh, Larry from that area and I were working and talking to her. And um, all of a sudden, when I'm leaning down and looking at her, it comes out of my shirt and she sees it. And the exact same thing in the dream occurred. The demon emerged up and it began to choke her and gag her. We commanded to leave and it left her. And uh, so that kind of opened up the door. And then um, three months later, it was just a, an ongoing process. I told friends in Fresno. And uh, Fresno is not shy. I, I, a lot of wonderful churches, wonderful people, but it's not shy about welcoming demons. There's mm -hmm. more witchcraft than people realize. And I, I saw it uh, 30, 35 years ago in a specific part of town. And now it's just, it's gone from east to west, north to south. You know, you mind your own business, you know, look for it and it'll probably leave you alone. Well, something that I've discovered too is like, like you say, once you started doing, doing that kind of work, it came to you. 
because that happened with us, you know, after we had our first encounter where I picked up this, this voice, it seemed like every case we were getting was, you know, was, was real dark. You know, it's just like all of a sudden it's like, I don't know if it's God or whoever's trying to keep you in the work, but, but you know, all of a sudden here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. So my next case was a heavyweight as I called it. <laughs> um, first one went smoothly. Um, a friend from a, a four square church uh, had another friend who'd been going to counseling. She was horribly depressed. And she says, but you know, there's something about her when she goes to church service or she's around happy Christian activity, she just puts her head down. She doesn't want to take part in it. Hmm. She said, Would you come over and just spend some time? And this is not uncommon. Some people, that's just their personality. But this girl had known uh, this lady named Lynn for years. So she just said, well, you know, she just doesn't seem like she's herself anymore. I went over to uh, her apartment and I began to talk to her. And um, there are things called like word of knowledge, word of wisdom in 1 Corinthians 12 in the Bible that God gives to his people for teaching, counseling, deliverance situations. And so that's probably what happened to me. I heard, have her read um, 1 John 1, 7. So she's sitting down. I opened up the Bible, hand it to her, and she started to read it. She says, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light mm -hmm. and have fellowship with one another, the blah, 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 blah. She couldn't say blood. After that, you know, Jesus cleanses her from all sin. She passed out and hit the floor. I looked at her friend. I says, I know what your problem is. We'll set up a prayer time for tomorrow. And so that was an explosive encounter where for an hour and a half the first night, a demon who identified himself as Damien, the son of Lucifer, raged. I wish I could have taped that. And he looked out of her and he looked at me and he says, I know of you. Hey, the, the deliverance I'd done before in a town was 50 miles away. Wow. They know what's going on in the spirit realm. They've got excellent demonic technology. That's all I can say. They spread the word. And uh, then he screamed in rage and he says, I will follow you. I will find you and I will kill you. They threaten. They try to cause fear. Anyway, that uh, her throat was so raw that night and sore from the screaming. We waited to finish it uh, a couple nights later. She was set free, became very happy in her Christian faith. She had a roommate who understood the whole situation. And uh, a few years later, she moved to Seattle. And last I heard, she was doing well. So I love to hear good news in situations, you know. <laughs> is it hard, like like after you de deliver somebody, you know, a demon from somebody, is it hard to get them? Because, I mean, do, do they remember anything about it? The Sometimes they're totally somnambulistic, catatonic. They're out. Other times, okay. it's more of a lucid. And they can hear the demon speaking through them, but they have no control and they're laid out on the floor. Mm -hmm. And um, it just depends. The ones who have had the heaviest, let's say, and the most demons in them usually are out and they don't hear much. And because it's just a violent struggle. And those have, you know, practice heavy witchcraft. This woman, she had studied the occult in Nazi Germany. She'd wow. been sexually abused physically abused, verbally abused by a father who was in the occult. And um, it was just a, a bad news thing for her. But she was a changed individual and she was happy. So I was happy for her. Do you, have, you, to, do you have to do any uh, special preparation? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, like today, I, I love to work out at the gym and talk to people and socialize mm -hmm. and interact, you know. But rather than go there in the morning, I just... And my coffee and my vitamins, you know, a couple eggs, relaxed. 
and I just did some Bible reading. I played some music, and then I just thought about things. I looked through notes, possibilities of, you know, the digital sound files that would be played and how to respond, and just prayed, and I just tried to be as calm as I could, did a little yard work, pruned some roses, and uh -huh. just the main thing is keeping my mind clean because I get all kinds of junk that just comes in. And, uh -huh. uh, you know, they're, they're roaming in the air around me, and, but God's got plenty of angels. I'm happy. <laughs> well, you know, I had heard that, you know, especially with demon work that even though you take one on, you know, you, you battle one, it may not come back to get you that day. I mean, it could be 30 years down the line that, that, you know, when, when you least expect it, that it's going to get you. That is so true. And, um, Damien's threats. Um, I was in the Fresno area and I don't know, a few months later, less than six months, this blood drinking Satanist called me and said she wanted help and deliverance. So met with her with friends and we started going through the process of casting out a lot of demons. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, one time we're sitting in a, a park about four o'clock in the afternoon, nice little area in Fresno. And She's right next to me a couple of feet away and she reaches into her purse and I'm going, I wonder what she's going to do. And suddenly her whole face changes. Her eyes are not hers. There's a hideous. <laughs> she pulls out her family. Now, most people don't know what that is. A-T-H-A-M-E. That is the occult knife they use to cut themselves, drink their own blood in a chalice. They use it for cutting people they don't like, and they use it for cutting up animals, specifically for sacrifices. And she was going to ram it in me, but she didn't. I mean, I wasn't going to stay there when she's two feet away and say, in the name of Jesus, stop it. I got up and ran, I'll admit. <laughs> I had faith in my feet. <laughs> Very thankful for some college sports. <laughs> and then she chased me for a while and ran out of air. And we had to get rid of the knife, of course, and throw it away and all that. But uh, later on, we're praying with her, and then Damien pops up and just lets me know. And he was probably there at the park that day with the family. Um, three years later, I would be in another state, which was a 12-hour drive from uh, where I was living. And uh, all of a sudden, I had a dream, and I knew he was going to come back. And I told the pastor, I said, we got a, a powerful opponent in the occult, but he's nothing in the presence of the Holy Spirit activity. And I had a dream exactly how it was going to happen. And then he appeared in actual human form to this woman one night to scare her. And so we began to pray and just ask the Lord to, you know, battle and go ahead and do things for us. And he actually, um, his appearance this time was rather weak compared to the first time, but he wasn't through Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Two years later, and I got my carpet cleaning business. I got a contract all over California and I enjoyed it because I hit the beaches every four months. You know, I would see my friends and clean at night and play during the daytime. <laughs> what a good life. And uh, so I get out and it's a uh, Sunday. I got to take off by six o'clock to be in San Diego. I mean, by noontime, right. being San Diego, you know, by six. So typically walk around, check the tires, make sure that there's proper air. I look at the passenger rear and there's a, a lug nut that's very loose. So I get in the van to get a tire iron to tighten it. When I get down there, there are three lug nuts that are loose. That never happens by chance. So I cranked him up and I thank God for showing me that. A um, couple nights later, I'm coming out of Chula Vista, heading north on the 805, again, towards the San Diego area. And suddenly it's like someone throws a basketball or a softball against the side of the van, right in the rear quarter panel. And it just shakes. I'm driving 65, 70. Going, man, that was horrible. Mm -hmm. And then a few miles later, a person walks right in front of me. 
when I'm going 70 miles an hour and just stops. And I can't hit my brakes. I can't go side to side where cars are. And I just brace it. It's just going to be a, I had the old box type van, you know, the flat front end. Right, right, right. It's going to be a, a mess. And he goes right through the van, right through the seats between me and the other seat and doesn't tear up anything. And I go, that was Damien. I've seen him. I've seen that body, that face before. Um, he has recently come back around one of my friends who didn't know it, but mm -hmm. I prayed for that young man and he's doing better. I have certain prayer partners and people who are always supporting me. And I said, you're going to have problems. They start having bad dreams. They don't sleep well. They're restless. Their wives are saying, what's wrong, honey? And I said, you better get them in on the prayer team too. <laughs> so that was, yeah, yeah. I won't be left alone. There was another one that followed me, followed me from um, the Fresno area to another state one time. And he popped up at a person and he just started laughing at me. He said, I'm back. I went, wow. There was a deliverance minister, uh, theologian, Dr. Walter Martin back in the 60s, 70s and 80s, who started Christian Research Institute in Anaheim. And I went down and met with him after I started getting deliverance. And he'd done several deliverances in the Los Angeles area. And he said, Danny, he says, they do threaten you. They're liars. He said, but when they threaten, they're usually going to keep their word. They have nothing better to do than cause problems. And he says, don't be surprised if you meet the same powerful demon in another person, another location. I have more than once in Los Angeles. So I had some pretty good training. I talked to other friends who've been involved. And one thing I want to put in so I don't forget, Charlotte, mm -hmm. I ran across some yucky deliverance ministers. They're all about power and authority. They want to walk in and rebuke everything, cast everything out. Um, love is the answer, most of all, in the situation. And I want to tell you why. My favorite deliverance is one that I never saw, but I was told about. Um, it occurred at Hume Lake Christian Camp in the Sierras. And uh, this man had had a demon that no one could cast out in the Fresno Clovis area. He went up for a retreat in the weekend. And after the meal, he would just miserable. He said, no one can get rid of this. There's all kinds of power supposedly up here. And he's looking at the lake and this man walks up behind him. And this man who was walking to him was just known as a person of love. You could insult him. He would never retaliate. He just, any way he could show you that he cared, just like he came out of the womb prepared to do that. He walks up to the man, he puts his hand on his shoulder, and he says, brother, I just want to tell you something. Jesus loves you. The demon screamed out and was gone. That taught me such a good lesson. So I tell people, when I get, if they ask for my help, I said, look, we're going to get you grounded in the love of Jesus if you want this. I says, his love, yes, his power is going to help you. I says, but you need to become a person of love, and that includes loving all people, like Revelation 5.9. He's purchased those from every skin color, nationality, you name it, all over the world. I says that, and that's what really gets me by in this situation. And um, I see lives transformed that were just so hatred and bitter. You know, this one witch for 30 plus years, when she changed, she became like a second mom to me. She never had any children. She says, I went to bakery. I can cook, cook good pies and cakes. Can I cook some for you? I says, all the time. Yeah, now you said you grew up a Catholic, and so when I hear you talk about, you know, this just now, I think of the Catholics, the, the way they go about exorcism as well, too, because the person has to believe in God in order to have this thing, you know, taken out yeah, and removed. And so, yeah, you, you, what you do seems like it's on a similar path. It, it is. I tell them, I said, you know, you need to commit your life to the Lord because these demons, when they're driven out, 
-hmm. they're probably going to try to come back and cause trouble. I said, that's scriptural. And I said, you need the power of the one who drove them out to enjoy you through his Holy Spirit and make that commitment. And I always uh, work at getting them involved in a church where people know about this type of ministry. So it's not unusual. Some of them prefer to start in small Christian Bible studies and slowly get their way out. But, you know, it's up to them how quickly they want to go out. And I just love getting feedback every once in a while. Like one of my buddies uh, 40 years ago that I helped in Fresno, he lives over in Florida. And he sent me an email. Was it three days ago? And he says, I'm 43 years old. He's actually 65, but I know what he meant. It was 43 years ago. And he was heavily demon possessed. Oh, he says that I gave my heart to Jesus and he took care of it. So I thought that's nice. You know, that's awesome. Now, have you noticed a trend, though? I know, like when I first started ghost hunting back in the day, I mean, these kind of cases, as far as we were concerned, were few and far between. But it seems like, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, there's there's more than ever. Yes. Um. You know, there are different reasons. Um, some people are actually going back to all of their cultural roots, you might say, which includes tapping into the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a curiosity, the media, the way things are available on your cell phone, computer, the TV. I mean, I've never had cable. And I just look at some of the basic channels I'm going. There's witchcraft emblems flashing in that commercial and all these other things. And um, I think some people also want to use it for help. There's been a lot of fear, you know, um, being isolated and enclosed in the pandemic, I think, caused fear. People had the opportunity to go online. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the violence that has occurred in the last few years, just not only in other parts of the world, but in our nation. And they want some type of um, supernatural power to alert them. But what they don't realize, once you go into that realm, you're in debt to them. You just don't know how much and for how long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, the other question I have, too, is that just just to clarify for everybody out there about these exorcisms that you do, they, you just can't do it in one day in some cases, right? It, it takes a couple of days to sometimes do this. Yes. Um, the ones that have been practicing witchcraft, like this one witch, I said, for 30 years, it became a Christian. Hers was a, a slow process. The first night she called us and I want come over, pray for me. I'm throwing out my robe my garments all my witchcraft books let's burn them right there and we did that i mean she hit the ground they were screaming and yelling out of her but she wasn't totally set free i'm talking to her a few months later and i says is it true there's spirits like incubus and succubus in the demonic realm that um kind of like make the person feel the male to the female they're having sex you know she said sure and i said wow and all of a sudden she goes into a trance and I said, in the name of Jesus, who are you? And he goes, well, you've been talking about me. I'm incubus and I'm in her. I says, not for long. In the name of Jesus, get out. Was gone in a few seconds. Um, but the ones with heavy generational witchcraft, I worked with some that have had more than 300 years of witchcraft passed on. Another one, 20 generations of Druid witchcraft. Those are not easy. Those take months sometimes. And in some situations, I have to admit, maybe God has called someone else to finish it. But the mm -hmm. all the long ones I told you about, we've remained friends, and it's just wonderful. You develop a friendship with them, and yeah. But some of the easy ones, yeah. Um, I remember one, a, a girl just fell over in an apartment, and there was another woman we were praying for. And um, 
I kept commanding the demon to leave her and it wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, God, what, why won't it leave? There's only one. What's wrong? I'm not in sin. This other lady, she's a very devoted prayer partner. And then my mind came, preach Romans 1, 4. And that basically says the resurrection declares Jesus to be the son of God. I begin to say that over and over. The demon screams in rage. I wish I'd recorded this one, Charlotte. He says, we know he's the son of God. We not we would not have incited the mob to kill him if we'd known he'd come out of the tomb. And then he goes, oh, no, what did I say? You know, so just things like that. Demons hate the deity, his resurrection, the light, the blood, you know, the forgiveness. And that he's called the good shepherd and things like that. So we get in situations. We have people read those verses. And if nothing happens, we're going, you know, probably nothing is really inside this person demonic that maybe there's things around the house we look for objects and then in other situations i mean boom it's just they they react right away like that one did with uh, damien the son of lucifer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um also can you see this a little bit uh how can i get it yeah Uh, yes uh, all right now it says self-transformation okay yeah that is at barnes and noble River Park in Fresno, California. There are 24 different sections of occult books there, and they call it, used to be called the occult section, mm-hmm. self-transformation. Well, they want people to transform themselves into witches and warlocks or, you know, you gotta, but it's it's a bigger section than the, the Bible section. It's very popular. You know, people are looking for that. What gets me is, back to Barnes & Noble, is they sell Ouija boards, but yeah. not only do they sell the Ouija boards, but they're pink for little girls. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. There's something I, else I'll try to show a little bit of. Can you see? Yeah. Okay. That is called the Holy Spirit board. That's for Christians, and it fills in for the Ouija board. Yeah. For the non-Christian. <laughs> There's so many names for the board. I mean, it's just yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Um, I did an investigation out in Arbuckle once, and the prelim, the psychic we were with, saw this little creature that looked like a penguin. It was all black. She never came back. Not in the investigation. I got, I'm the first one in the house. I saw this thing running through the darkened halls. Oh. And I thought, oh, boy. Mm. So we start. Go do an EVP session in the bedroom. I wish I had that EVP today, but I don't. And I hear a voice go, Gabriel, watch out. So someone was warning, you know, warning the Archangel Gabriel about what was in that house. Interesting. At that point, I pulled everybody out and said, "You know what? We're in over our heads. We got to call. We got to call clergy." Yeah. On whatever this thing is. I mean, you run into stuff like that, you know, and it, yeah. it's it's scary. I mean, you don't want to mess with that stuff. I mean, you yeah. do, but the rest of us, you know, we don't want to mess with this. I'm so well, fascinated. You, by what you do. Yeah, up until four years ago. Um, I'd not dealt with a haunted house. Well, one very mild one in Fresno where the cupboards were, the doors were going open and dishes were rattling. And Mm -hmm. the guy thought it was entertaining. I says, no, it is not. That's demonic. I says, you you better confess your sin of liking witchcraft banging in your cupboards. When he did that, we commanded to go and it was gone. But it would be about four years ago before I would encounter my first haunted house. And a friend of mine, um, I'd moved back to where I live now called me from Fresno or got in touch on my computer. He says, Danny, want to talk to you about something. He'd already, he'd brought a demonic case one time to me years ago. And he says, uh, one of my friends says he thinks his house is haunted. 
there's all kinds of weird things going on. It's only about 20 minutes from where you live. Will you help him? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. I says, if he'll commit his life to Jesus, I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, a haunted house, they're going to come back and roost in every room. Yeah. It was a mess. It took me six weeks. And uh, it was just, they had so many occult books that were given to them. They put them behind shelves. I mean, objects, figurines, demonic idols, the spirits look from the sky and they see these and they say, we're being recognized. You read in the Bible throughout the Old Testament, Israel just got into idolatry and sacrifices to demons and they wanted the high places so the demons in the sky would be recognized and they would even bless them. And Jeremiah 44, 15 through 19, the queen of heaven was helping their crops and everything, you know, and that type of thing. So um, in the house, we just, it was the messiest house I've ever seen in my life. It was, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, we spent hours every day cleaning stuff out and we'd find objects, bizarre things happened. I mean, the man had a former marriage to a Mormon lady who was a very strong witch. She astral projected her body to their front yard and her son saw it one night and he'd never seen his dad's first wife because Utah's a long way from California. Describe mm-hmm. that's her. So we began to pray. Um, I slept overnight three times. I said, put me by the room where the most demon activity is. I want to see what's going on. They said, okay, it's that big one over there. I says, dang, the couch is good enough. So I'm sleeping there. And all of a sudden they says, we need to let you know, sometimes they speak out of our surveillance system in the house and they tell you to get out and leave. I said, okay. So I'm just about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I hear out, out. And I'm going, okay. How are we going to deal with this one, Jesus? So I got ready. I just looked over there. I says, no, you get out of the system, out of this house. In the name of Jesus, don't you ever come back. And it was gone. But there were so many other spirits. It was a lengthy thing. They had books from bizarre religions that, you know, were totally um, anti-Christian and stuff. And it just, uh, it caused lots of problems. And the final book we found after six weeks, all the demon activity is left um, she came from a background where there was rape, sodomy, incest, witchcraft from a grandfather, mother's side, very powerful. And when the mom passed away just before Easter, all the demon activity, her mother wanted to go to her daughter that she'd abused hmm. just out of anger. The mother's Bible supernaturally appeared in the garage. This woman had never had her mother's Bible. She says, I wouldn't have taken it from her. It would be a terrible memory if I was treated. In the middle of the Bible was a big butcher knife right between the pages. So we bent up the butcher knife a little bit, threw it in the trash, and we had fun shredding that Bible and tossing it away. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that about that house where they were hiding stuff, because I know I've I've run into that, you know, because we have this huge questionnaire because we want to narrow down what's going on in the house obviously, so we don't get into something we can't handle. Yeah. And you get to that point where have you used tarot cards, Ouija boards, or anything like that? They'll swear up and down that they haven't. And then when we do our first search, you know, the walkthrough to check the house out, <laughs> yeah. we're always finding Ouija boards hidden you know, way up in the closets. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you can't lie to us. When we come out, you have to tell us the truth. Yeah. So we know and, how to help you. 
you're wise in doing that. You have to get rid of all types of contacts with the demonic realm, evil spirit realm. And I use those terms interchangeably because demons or spirits are evil. So some people want to divide them up as it doesn't matter to me. When I go in, I know I'm given authority and I'm given love and we win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we've, we found bizarre figurines that were just ugly, like gargoyle monsters and little stuff under trash things. And, um, uh, it, it was it was an unusual situation. I was talking to her son one afternoon, and they told me his lamp will just turn red all of a sudden. The light will just go red slowly t- from the white. And so I'm sitting there talking to him. It's the middle of the afternoon, and this white light just starts going pink, light red, dark red. He says, see, I told you. And um, his um, laptop was thrown across the room and damaged it. They had to take it for repairs. Um, the hallway, this was summertime, was the coldest room in the house, and it did not have one vent for the AC. Wow. I would sleep there at different times. We'd set it at 72, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, within two or three seconds, it'd just zoom over to 90 degrees, and heat would pour out of the vents. And uh, it was just a, a challenge, a prayer battle. And um, the, the lid on, they do everything to irritate you. They would open the drawers throughout the house. They would unlock the doors from the inside that were double bolted, but not the screen door to go out to the patio. And um, one time, uh, one of the demonic spirits picked up a container of liquid soap and went to the husband's side of the bed, and he poured out a pentagram. They cleaned it up in soap. He did it a second time, prayed, and it was gone. They uh, they played Christian music throughout the day, you know, off their, their iPhones and sometimes their little boom boxes. And the head of the house had a, uh, a CD from Maranatha Praise Group. It was way back 30 years that he liked. And they mm-hmm. stole it out of his boombox. He was furious. I said, well, you've got a radio you can listen to. <laughs> they found it several days later in another part of the house. And uh, I laugh now, but um, it was very trying. There were shelves in there where he was an artist. And those little jars that are about that big or so, you know, inch and a half. They used all those dozens of them. They ripped it clear off the wall. And a few of them broke. They did it three times before we finally were able to pray and get a stop to it. They poured paint on the tile in that huge room that I slept next to. Uh, one day I wanted to use the bathroom. I was helping them clean. I went in there, and three candles were lit on the floor, like in a little tripod situation. They would find uh, matches lit on the kitchen counter and then in the form of a, a pentagram. Uh, it was just it was a heavyweight situation. And um, here was one of the classic things that really would tell you it's supernatural. They said, we, we can't watch TV. Every time we switch something on, it goes to a haunted ghost channel or something paranormal or old demonic show. I said, okay, well, you know, way to settle that is just unplug it. She says, well, you may not believe it. We've unplugged it at times, but it'll still play those things. So while we're talking, it is plugged in and boom, it just clicks on automatically. So I get the remote and I can't get it to do anything. And I push the off button. I go, you know what, let's just pull it out. So I pull it off, power out of the wall and it goes off. Start to walk out of the room and it comes back on again without being plugged into the power. I says, okay, I believe you, we're gonna deal. When The way I work when a, a demonic spirit or more than one does something like that, I just say, all of you involved with this, in the name of Jesus, leave. I forbid you to do it anymore. Sometimes it will instantly be gone. Other times, you got a lot of objects around the house that aren't dealt with. They stay mm-hmm. and they stay. Well, the two, two days later, I'm home and I'm listening to some 
soft mellow music on my computer and all of a sudden this heavy metal rock band just starts blasting out of my speakers. I looked at the screen. I said, how did it change to that? And I saw the name of the band. And so I typed it in and they were, so a demon worshiping heavy metal band. So I went, no, no, I erased it. And I turned off the TV history, delete everything, turn it back on. There it is again, right in my face. So I says, you know, I will ask you one more time, God, please. I says, I don't get any peace over there. I want peace in my house to recover. And it didn't happen anymore. So things like that cannot be something that they say, oh, just a coincidence or, uh -huh. you know, the wind blowing in the house. Or, uh, uh, when you're getting a super, you've seen it, the supernatural stuff. And yeah, sure. the, the wisdom and trying to deal with as many objects right away when you go in to help people who want help destroy them. I have them destroy them. And sometimes they'll grab them to destroy them and out of their mouth will go, no, this is out of a woman. I'll say, you said, no, get out in the name of Jesus you know, that type of thing, and then destroy the object. Um, one guy had a, a poi pounder that was given him from relatives in the islands, you know, from mm -hmm. mashing up the stuff for the Manahuni spirits that work in the fields for them at nighttime. And uh, when he told me about that, he brought it to my apartment. He said, I'm going to destroy this right in front of you. And he throws it down, and he's beating on it with a hammer, and all of a sudden the demon erupts in him, and he starts jumping around like a monkey, and he can't do anything. And I says, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Don't worry. And as soon as it's destroyed, it comes back to normal. It shows the tie that spirits have around certain objects. Because when you use them, it's a way of saying, I like you and I want you around. Keep helping me. How do you destroy do you an object destroy like, that? like that? Well, it was very hard. We, it was chip by chip. It was very hard rock. And with a hammer, you just got to you get yourself a chisel or whatever. Bang, bang, bang. Just you, We couldn't destroy it completely. We'd have probably had to take it to the rock yard and they can compress anything, you know. But they say, mm -hmm. How much you charge me for destroying a poi pounder? The guy go, What? <laughs> Save your money and go see a counselor. <laughs> you have some um, audio that you sent me. So we're going to start going through that. And again, okay. I'm putting a warning out to people that are listening. Um, you know, ground yourself, do whatever you have to do. Just, you know, just make sure you're protected because. Who knows? Because this stuff has been known to go through TVs. It's been known to, you know, people and stuff. So just ground yourself so you don't have you don't have any issues, or you can minimize it all. So here we go. I'm going to blow this up a little bit so I can see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And the first one is the demon, uh, the demon child spirit. Oh. And what's the history behind this one? Is this the one? Is this Kumba? No. Kumba's further down. Uh, the demon child spirit. Oh. I think it's humming. Oh, oh. oh we'll, see. Yeah. well, let's play it. Now yeah. We can just yeah, that's that's very interesting. Okay, guys, here we go. Beach it. Just heard the last few seconds. I think there's more of it to that. That was the Kumba, I think. Okay. I have another one listed Kumba here, too. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got. Beach it. Go! 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 Go!
Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Little history on this one. Sure. Um, this was one uh, one of those persons that had some generations of witchcraft passed down to her, and mm -hmm. she grew up. She was horribly abused and neglected. And this little spirit became her friend called Kumba. She had no idea it was a demonic spirit because she was around witchcraft. Another relative in the family living there had a spirit guide that conjure up in his room and they'd have their conversations. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of Kumba and this um, spirit actually had been with her, I don't know how many years, whenever she was hurting this woman, she would retreat like some people want to grab a teddy bear, some people a pillow and curl up, you know, and just feel secure. Mm -hmm. Kuma would come and talk to her and be nice, but she didn't know it was a demonic spirit. We finally figured it out in counseling, and you can see how Kuma resists. No, 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 I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, we're a little aggressive at times. Other times, just get out. It's done in the name of Jesus. But um, I was extra mad that time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's another one. <laughs> Okay, this demon had taunted us and rejected being cast out over a period of time, and we, we just took a break. It was just like mocking us and humming us, going, yeah, you guys are here. You're using that name, and you're, you, know, got, you got your book, and uh, like, so what? Mm -hmm. And so we just backed off, and I've seen this happen more than once. In the invisible realm, the Holy Spirit will take over at times, and then he'll just tear into demons and make them suffer and scream in pain before they go out because it's not really us they're mocking we're trying to do this in the name of jesus to bring love you know peace and forgiveness to people that want it and so uh read the scriptures um john 14 through 16 those chapters the um way of the holy spirit uh working with jesus is very evident and so that enemy that uh, demonic spirit took a beating and definitely deserved it i was very happy wow i've got the demon lions here Oh, <laughs> this is the one that, well, you'll see after we get done doing, doing yours, I'll show you mine. As the kids, kids will say, I'll show you mine.
This is the one that got my attention the other night. Tell me about this. Um, this got our attention also. I'm happy I had a pastor friend with me. I would not want to be around this alone. Um, it shows, I think, the gentle, deceptive side of the occult and the violent side, how when the kitty's purring, there are what they call nice spirits, but they're not really nice in the occult. I mean, I take the position, Holy Spirit, anything else, is unholy you know that type of thing mm -hmm. i know some people would differ from me but this is the way i help to minister people and um this situation built up i'd had a dream um a week before this session that this woman had five lions curled up in her they were going to be released at a certain time in the future she was uh, pretty much involved in some witchcraft heavy stuff but she mm -hmm. decided to get out of it and uh, so there was a raging battle Wow, wow. Okay, I'm going to pull up the, the, the Kahuna one was too big, so I have to pull it up through another way to do this, but I'm going to pull up the Kahuna one that you had. So let me go. Grab oh, wow. It. <laughs> <laughs> Told me it was too big, you know? Yeah. And then there's my old eyeballs trying to read this stuff. Hang on. Yeah. Give me a second here. It's rough getting old, you know? Hey, I know. <laughs> Why is it the Tiberian bad, they say? Okay, where are we at? Spooky. There it is. All right, here comes the Kahuna one. Let me hope there it is. Something made? Okay, we're going to start. Okay. All right. In the name of Jesus, I take a full. I take authority over the spirits within him who functioned in sexual activity while he was in college. I bind all of you up, every one of you that was responsible for it. I rebuke you and I command you to leave him. All of those sexual activity spirits that entered in college and any other time, leave him in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Be gone in the name of Jesus. All of you. Loose him and leave him in the name of Jesus. The entire group, leave him, leave him in the name of Jesus. Get out of him. Keep going, keep going. None of you stay behind. Leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus. All of you, take up your roots. You see anything leave? In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of idolatry, and I command you to leave him. All forms of idolatry. Leave him in the name of Jesus. All spirits that function in idolatry. Get out of him. Get out of him, idolatry in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave him. Get out. Be gone. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Leave him, idolatry. All forms of idolatry. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the Spirit by the name of Kamehameha. Do you hear me, Kamehameha? Kamehameha, do you hear me? Kamehameha, do you hear me? Kamehameha, I'm talking to you. Do you hear me, Kamehameha? I want you to leave him in the name of Jesus. 
I command you to leave him in the name of Jesus. Get out, Kamehameha. Oh. I command you to leave him. I sever all your power, all your warring ability. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I tear away your leadership ability. You are to leave in the name of Jesus. You'll lead no more battles in him. Leave, Kamehameha. Now in the name of Jesus, leave him. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit by the name of Kukailamoko. Kukailamoko, I call you up. Kukailamoko, come up in the name of Jesus. Kukailamoko, I'm speaking to you. Kukailamoko, do you hear me? Kukailamoko, do you hear me? Kukailamoko, do you hear me? Come up in the name of Jesus. Kukailamoko, do you hear me? Do you hear me, Kukailamoko? Huh? Do you hear me? I command you to leave him in the name of Jesus, Kukailamoko. Get out. Leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Leave him, Kukailamoko, in the name of Jesus. Leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus, Kukailamoko. Get out. Every bit of you. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over all guardian spirits sent from I rebuke you, I bind you up, and I command you to leave him right now in the name of Jesus. Get out. Get out, all guardian spirits. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Luna Ho'opono, I call you up into manifestation. Luna Ho'opono, I'm speaking to you. Come up. Do you hear me, Luna Ho'opono? Do you hear me? Do you hear me, Luna Ho'opono? I command you to leave him in the name of Jesus. That's what I want and demand, that you leave him in the name of Jesus. Get out, Luna Ho'opono. Leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Shut up. Leave him. I command you to leave him in the name of Jesus. Luna Ho'opono, get out. Get out and leave him in the name of Jesus. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Be gone, Luna Ho'opono. Be gone in the name of Jesus. And the power of his blood, the power of his blood drives you out. The cleansing power of his blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of divination. Divination, I call you up. Divination, I'm talking to you. Come up in the name of Jesus. Divination? (laughs) You. Yes, divination. You know what I want. I want to cast you out that Jesus Christ would be glorified. Divination, I bind you up in the name of Jesus. And all your powers, all your occultic powers, I bind them up in the name of Jesus. And I command you to leave and take them with you. Be gone, divination. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Divination, be gone in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you and I command you to leave. And all your generation bondage, leave in the name of Jesus. Be gone, divination. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take a third of the spirit that's putting pressure on my head and I have Abolish your authority, rebuke you and command you to be gone. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Pelly. Pelly, in the name of Jesus, I'm talking to you. Do you hear me? 
Chloe? Do you hear me? Do you hear me, Chloe? Who's left in there with you? Tell me in the name of Jesus. I command you to tell me. Uh, yeah. Who's left in there with you? Uh, Who? Just you? In the name of Jesus, I bind up all demonic power left within this person. I bind it all up. I bind it all up, just like that. Stop in the name of Jesus. I bind up all demonic power from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head, from arm to arm, from leg to leg, and I command it to attach itself to Pelly, all the demonic power, and shrivel into a little ball. Into a little ball. I rebuke your power. I abolish you. Pelly, in the name of Jesus, I am commanding you to leave him, and don't you ever show up on this premise again, ever. Get out of him, Pelly, in the name of Jesus, and all demon activity go with you. Be gone. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Be gone. I command you to leave him, Pelly. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Leave him. Leave him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Did you uh, feel or see something leave him? Huh? I didn't see anything. I don't think I've seen anything all night. Okay. Did you feel the feel a pulling or any sound, any voices speak when it was? I, I felt, I felt thing up here. The way guy here, see my like jaws are gonna come apart. Then you feel like it blew out. Yeah, just but it was real short. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> when you have strong spirits like that, they are stubborn. <clears throat> and again, that had been hundreds of years of uh, a line passed down. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Well, now I'm going to share something with you, sir. Okay. We were doing a prelim investigation here in Sacramento. I'm not going to get into details because the people still live in Sacramento. And they're, probably, they're probably listening. And I had just sat down uh, with my partner and I because she, what we do is I'll send someone walking around to take a look at the house so we can see if there's natural stuff, you know causing yeah. some of these things and she was standing next to me and i no sooner sat down introduced us and she said something's pushing on my face i said what do you mean she says it's pushing on the side of my face i can taste blood hmm. and i said okay so then all i said was and you don't hear it in here because i made it real short but right before this happened i say hello we're going to start this and i explain the process and this is what happened. And I didn't know it happened until we got in the car because we, we played the tape back because we wanted to hear it, you know, to see how the prelim went and all that. Yeah. But this is what <clears throat> came up. <coughs> yeah, right there. See, it's real fast. <coughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I went home. I slowed it down. <coughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's mine. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's why when I heard the lion one, I was like, that's the same one. Yeah. That's the same voice. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, these things, they roam and uh, it's, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of it around. There really is. So I just wanted to share that with you. you know? Thank you. I appreciate I that. I think I really... Yeah. I'm in awe of what you do. 
because you really put yourself out on, out on the line to do it. And you've helped so many people. I'm just, I'm just in awe of you, sir. Thank you. I can always use, go ahead. I can always use prayer support anywhere on planet earth. Pray for me. (laughs) Absolutely. How can people avoid situations like having demons come into their home and stuff? What, what's the easiest way to do that? Well, there's certain things that attract demons. If you want to play with the Ouija board, you know, the, the tarot cards, if you want to use crystals for a type of energy to attract spirits, Mm-hmm. are energy stones. I mean, rocks by themselves are not evil, but people can use them for improper mm-hmm. things. The haunted house I mentioned earlier, the woman woke, woke up one morning, she had a three inch crystal beside her hip. She had never had a crystal in her life. And so, you know, the spirits, that type of thing. Um, any type of connection with um, fortune tellers, um, seances, sitting around tables, table lifting, where you try mm-hmm. to tap into a, a supernatural era. There are certain areas of sin. This one guy, he was very sexually active in college, and it may have been that <clears throat> he already had spirits in him. I believe he did, but he attracted some from other people too. Uh, another person I work with went to uh, France and picked up a different demonic spirit from uh, a couple of different women that mm-hmm. he'd had sex with over there. The bars and the nightclubs where it's really rowdy, you have to be careful. That The activity you know, where people are in drugs and alcohol, to get them to do things they normally wouldn't do demons like that. So those are things they need to be aware of. And I always pray if I go out anywhere, I mean, to the mall, to a sporting event, even to the health club, I can feel demon energy around me at times. There are two things God has done for me to help me understand when it's heavy. Uh, One is I feel pressure on my left side of the face and head up here. I get that in deliverance situations where dealing with demons. The other one, is sometimes I will start to slur my speech, kind of like, wait, not really clear now. <clears throat> and this I know, I've got to stop and I say, okay, Lord, where did I pick this up? I want it to leave in the name of Jesus, you know, be gone. Right. Um, prayer, prayer is essential for what I do. I mean, uh, it's really cute. A girlfriend I had many years ago, she said, Danny, have you memorized First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18? I went, what's that? She says, you know, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, every give, everything give thanks. Mm-hmm. I went, no, she says, you better. You're working with all these bizarre cults and the occult. You're going to need it. She was right. She passed away two years ago. She was a real real sweetheart. I'll always love her. Absolutely. <clears throat> Danny, what's next for you? Um, <clears throat> well, <laughs> as far as deliverance ministries, like in my calendar next week, um none let's say yet (laughs) but um there's a guy who got in touch with me and he uh read my book hollywood haunted temples and demons which i hope you'll make the listeners aware of you know and uh, my web my website address also if they want to get in touch with me through email let me look at this one see if this is what i got here there's that one and then we got there we go all right go ahead yeah and um he um he knew a pastor who knew me in this town and, and got in touch. And he says, mm-hmm. I've done screenwriting. I've done plays. <clears throat> I'm a Christian. I know people actually in Hollywood who work with Christians, but you have to keep it sort of modest in those areas. He says, mm-hmm. I want to do a documentary on, on your situation. He says, let's get together and talk. So if not this week, next week, I will go to another mountain area about two hours from where I live. We'll sit down. We're probably going to have a three-hour Zoom cast with a specialist 
out of LA who mm -hmm. this is his thing. He will tell us how to put it together and uh, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Absolutely. And you do have a website. I'm going to be showing that after we're off the air. But yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Sorry for the glitch in the beginning. I'm going to go ahead and edit that out. Oh. So it won't be there on, unless up on, you know, the, the, you know what I mean? I'll just edit it out of there. Yeah. But I want to yeah. thank you so much. And uh, oh. usually we don't have that kind of thing going wrong. It's once every, every once in a while. So who knows what was playing with us tonight? Well, but, when I did one out of Canada a month and a half ago, there were three glitches and the guy was, hold it, hold it. And he had to do some editing when it was all over. It happens, you know, it happens. Yeah, I've yes. done it work because I used to have a, a TV show that I used to produce called California Haunts over on public access. And we have us forever. I mean, it was just a nightmare trying to do it because there's so many factors that can affect what you're doing, you know, and they're out of, and they're out of your hands. So, but thank you so much, Danny. I would love to get you on another time to talk more about this stuff because it's so interesting what, you know, what you do. Yeah. And you do put yourself out there, and and that's one thing you know. It, it's hard on, it's hard on health. It's hard on everything. So like you said, you have to keep, try and keep as much of a fit, a faith and a positive attitude going in as we can. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well maybe the next time we get together, I'll have some new cases, or I'll just send you different digital sound files. Sounds great. <clears throat> All right, Danny. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of your evening. Well, thank you, and God bless you, okay? Bless I will you, always pray for your protection, your wisdom, and discernment. <laughs> thank you, sir. All right. Okay, guys, that was something. And like I said, I hadn't heard a roar like that, like what I experienced in like 15, 20 years until Saturday, last Saturday night when this gentleman was on the other show. Okay, shifting gears. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking with Joseph Gioconda. About the Ropes Mansion, and that has an interesting story. He's written a book about the Ropes Mansion. It's it's not, it's not the the you know what actually happened there. It's based on what happened there. But he has written a book on that. So we're going to be interviewing him tomorrow at six thirty p.m. Pacific. So we'll be back here. But I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I know some people you know might have gotten freaked out with this, and it, and it's understandable. You know, I got freaked out with it the first night I heard it, heard all that stuff, but. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you. And again, if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you saw and heard tonight, please be sure to follow if you haven't done so already. Okay. And if you're watching from YouTube, please sure to subscribe. It's California Haunts Radio, youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. This will be uh, categorized in with uh, with demonics, uh, you know, in the file. So you guys just know right where to get it. Okay. Um, and if you're watching from, if, if somebody that came over from TikTok, check out the YouTube. Um, if you're watching from Twitter, thank you. If you're watching from Twitch, thank you again. But I appreciate each and every one of you, and I, I just wanted you to know that. I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, I'm going to go ahead and run his information. Have a great night, you guys. Make sure I don't put the wrong thing. There we go. That website... It's dannyfrigulti.com, D-A-N-N-Y-F-R-I-G-U-L-T-I.com. And the books are Biblical Counseling, Demonic Problems, and The Hollywood Haunted Temples and Demons. And he's also got several other books. So when you check out his website, you'll see what he has to offer on his website. 
And Exposed is another book. I forgot I had that one thrown in there. The False Fact Healing Prophecy Gospel. Like I said, he's got other books on his website as well. You can either you know, click over there to find them or go to Amazon and check them out. Okay, and again, I love you all, and thank you all for your support all, all this time. And I had announced to, to make that um, Wednesday marks our 200th episode for this season. 200 shows, you believe it? Wow. Anyway, again, I will see you guys tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great evening.